first reading this morning is uh, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving amongst the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me, Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. The Holy Gospel is written in the 8th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning on the 26th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town, For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, And the demons begged Jesus to let them go into them. He gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and in the countryside, and the people went to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. 
Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over the town how much Jesus had done for him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Shall we pray as we begin? Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence. May your word be our rule, your spirit our teacher, and your greater glory our supreme concern. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. What do you want with me? Jesus, Son of the Most High God. What do you want with me? I wonder if you've ever asked this question. Perhaps it makes you think of those words in Psalm 8. What is mankind that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. That question being asked in the sense of What do you want with me? Do you really mean me? What can I offer to the God who sustains all things? But perhaps this is a question more familiar in a slightly more frustrated sense. What do you want with me? Can't you just leave me alone? Can we do this another time? But in this passage this morning, we are struck by that question. What do you want with me? Jesus, Son of the Most High God. We might think on the face of it, isn't that rather an odd question to ask? This is a desperate man. He is dehumanized and driven out of his community. He is demon-possessed. We read in verse 29, many times the demons had seized him, And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Earlier we have read that for a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house but had lived in the tombs. This man was isolated from his community from himself, from God. This is a picture of a man out of control, driven away by a destructive force, without clothes and living amongst the dead. And yet, upon meeting Christ and hearing his command, he says, what do you want with me? He begs even not to be tortured, We read elsewhere in the Gospels of those in need who cry out to the Lord, have mercy on me. But here, despite his brokenness, we see that the man knows a reckoning has come about. 
Christ is demanding something of him. He is to be called out of darkness and made whole again. The man knows who Christ is and is rightly fearful. So we perhaps begin to see that this question might not be as strange as it might first have thought. When Christ comes face to face with demon possession, he brings wholeness and cleansing. The darkness will be no more. I wonder about us, how we respond when we read of demon possession. I don't know about you, but it's often hard to think, what do we make of this in 21st century Oxford? How do we apply what we read here? Maybe some of us have read of exhilarating stories just like this, perhaps from those on the mission field or those that you know. I learned recently that each diocese has an exorcist. Demonic possession is still a reality in this nation and one we must acknowledge and prayerfully bring before the Lord. But whilst we may not be demon-possessed, that question, what do you want with me, Jesus, is still very important as we continue our work walk with the Lord. On deliverance from his demon possession, we read in verse 35, when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. We notice here that wonderful reversal, that demon-possessed man, once afraid of Christ, and driven away, is now at peace. He's in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Christ, submitting to his new master, and restored to relationship. We see that an encounter with Christ brings cleansing, and it brings wholeness. Jesus has power over all things, and his kingdom has come. For the possessed man, this this wholeness brings restoration uh, to his right mind. But perhaps for us, this has particular resonance as we reflect on those areas in our lives which we need cleansing and wholeness. Or perhaps it makes us think back to those works of Christ, those deliverances which we already know. Luke has shown us this morning the power of Christ to deliver from darkness. And as we share together in bread and wine, in repentance and faith, we are reminded of God's cleansing power. We remember his finished work and his story of deliverance for us too. The theologian Callistos Ware describes repentance like this. He says, to repent is to look, not downward at my own shortcomings, but upward at God's love, not backward with self-reproach, but forward with trustfulness. 
it is to see not what I have failed to be, but what, by the grace of Christ, I can yet become. What, by the grace of Christ, I can yet become. That work of cleansing is true in our lives, too. The demon-possessed man was healed and sent out to tell how much God had done for him. And as we head out into this new week, I pray that we would know God's deliverance in our lives and that he would give us the courage and the confidence to tell others of how much he has done for us. Amen.